look, there's many different ways that you can do it. Um, mm. There's a there's a biological way, which I would say probably the most people do it, which is the penis goes into the vagina and the and sperm comes out that? the end of the penis and then it goes up and it goes into the egg. And he was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Waves. But wait, doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. <laughs> I've missed you so. <laughs> it's another episode. I'm shitting in. with the door open. By which I mean not at all. <laughs> and we're joined by the wise Nellie Thomas, who loves testicles. <laughs> Did you watch? Have you been watching? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. No, can't no. say I've tuned in. No, what a pack of wankers. You do. For, you're, you're probably one of my most woke left-wing friends and you fucking love a bit of tabloid shit on reality TV. And I love how you call us wankers for not watching I'm a Celebrity. (laughs) As if we're these highbrow, just like looking down her nose and like, no, just didn't watch it. Oh, you wankers. There'll be some point at which I quote Foucault and you'll both go, whatever, Nelly. So I'm establishing some street cred. But they had to eat a, I was going to say cow's testicle, which would have been miraculous. They had to eat a bull's testicle. Yes. Claire eats a bull's testicle it. every night. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I would eat, I'd literally eat anything. As long, you know, as long, I'm not going to eat poison. Uh, well, that's not true. I've done that. A but chewy, something raw, man. I don't know. Like, if it was cooked and, like, testicle. in a nice, like, creamy sauce or something, you know, maybe. Well, I'd do it, yeah. Maggots. Not its own cream, obviously. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. I've eaten some, like I ate scorpion in China once. I've had a scorpion. It was like deep fried on a stick and it was tasty. Mom was at the of all the crunchy. options, when they do those gross eating games, the scorpion or something, I'm like, no worries. I and can but, convince myself that's a cracker. And they never deep fried yes. on a stick either. There's no like, oh, we put it in batter and put some tomato oh, sauce no. in there. No, 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 you eat that raw motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was yeah. No thanks, I'm out. chicken juice. Nah. Chicken juice that they had to drink. What's what? chicken juice? Like, why do you? Why do these the people? The juice out of the guts of the chicken. Jesus! <laughs> I'm a celebrity. I want salmonella. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? You know what? That's a better show. I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. I'm show. tuning in. I'm tuning in. And you know what one. else? I know that. Harley is going to be on that show at some point. Uh, <laughs> I think we both know that that's going to happen. So, well, you know, I, I am suffering your job. I am just shy of being a celebrity, so I do suit going on that <laughs> exactly. show. <laughs> exactly. Sam Dastiari and uh, Jackie Lambie both on it. Yes, I did Very know interesting. that. I saw a clip of Sam Dastiari. Yes. Um, I'm on Team Dastiari now. Are you? I am. I love him. Oh, really? Because he opened up and said he was wrong. He made a mistake. I like a redemption story. <laughs> Didn't yeah. he get like, wasn't it like oh, I just I, I made a mistake? Wasn't he like bribed by the Chinese? Yeah, he was bribed by the Chinese. Yes. I don't know if you can just say I've made a mistake. It's pretty there. big. It was a bit like more that, It's a bit bigger than, like, oh, look, I fucked it up. I cocked he, up the party. He has lost his job, his career, his wife and his children, which is a pretty big price yeah, to pay. Yeah, all right. Fair play. A, fair play. Fair play. Fair play. I However, didn't realise the, the, um, the second bit of that. I just thought he'd just lost his job. No, he's lost everything. But if he did that during the... the hysteria of reds under the bed in this country mm. he would be in jail for the rest yes. of his yes. natural yeah, life yeah. yes you're right yeah, yeah. sorry on. sam whatever <laughs> i know he's listening out there in the jungle <laughs> <laughs> this is all that's getting him through <laughs> we'll get him on the pod when he's out oh he's a dad be, we should be on Gogglebox. that's what we should be oh on. we'd be great at that oh except you two don't watch anything decent <laughs> no what are we talking about oh, who well, knows parenting before we, we were just sitting out the back and then you 
you mentioned that you had an idea for a book. Yes. And, you, and, you, and, and you've then already... I said to you, what is it? And you said, you'll tell me on the podcast. I did. So here we are. Don't burn the gold. And Put your money where your mouth is. context for those who may not have tuned into your previous appearances on the, this podcast, for starters, you rat fucks, go back and do <laughs> yeah. the back catalogue. Go back to the Q&As from last year. Yes. We'll do some more Q&As this year. Yes. With Nelly again. Yeah. Sure. They were the best. Yeah, we do. Uh, Check and out then, the rest. What was that? Chuck out the rest. That's right. You don't well. need anything other than the Nelly episode. <laughs> but you, cried then. You have written a few books in your life. I have. But you've written two children's books. So some I've boys, some boys, and some girls, and which are excellent. Mm. The aim of those is to basically affirm kids' gender expression. So yes. you know, if you're a little boy who wants to wear a skirt, or you're a girl who you know likes playing baseball or whatever, then yeah. it's yes. all good. It's all fine. Yeah. And, and so also my child, I've told you this, yes. but my child, Walter, who's on the verge of proper speech, is walking around the house going, some boys, some <laughs> boys. <laughs> and oh, every time bliss. I turn the camera on to film it, he has a tantrum. So that's great. <laughs> Why won't you perform me, you little monkey? Why did I have you? Yeah, he's not a dancing bear. <laughs> Yet. But <laughs> the old organ grinder. I did love. I did love receiving that because I can just imagine. It's like it's a nice feeling. Yeah. To think that. Although I do also get messages from parents saying basically "fuck you, Thomas." Like my kid wouldn't eat, you know, broccoli. Well, some girls don't eat broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag fact. Um, no, but the next one is specifically aimed. And look, this is a language minefield. But let's. Just say it's aimed at. Um, Before we start, then yep. let's just say like uh, our intentions are in the right place. Our, our hearts are in the right place. Always. So if the language is slightly uh, askew, yeah, we're all learning. We're all learning. And all right. go fuck We're yourself. all progressing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and stop. Two, being so two up different, yourself. two different ways to address that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also go fuck yourself. Yeah, right. I, I said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. For once, we're in furious agreement. Um, but the idea is to honour kids who are, I think, in the language of the day, neurodiverse. Ah. So in, some people may recognise it as like autism yep. or um, ADHD. Okay. Or, you know, there's a range of um, conditions, which a lot of people are uncomfortable with, including me, but, okay. or disorders yep. that yes. fall underneath that. But a, 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 aside from the sensitivity around words, yes. there are people who are operating outside of what we would call normal. Absolutely. And you're wanting to write a book that yes. caters to those who people. Who are thinking outside Absolutely. of uh, the parameters. Of Fuck, it's hard to be PC, isn't and, it? But you know, and this is where it gets interesting. Especially when you have a poor command of the English language. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? When you're fucking dealing with fucking cunt and bum and somebody's like, oh, now you must... I'm like, oh, my goodness. The, the bottom? I don't know. Fuck. Especially when you're just waiting for the next chance to say rat fuck. And not actually <laughs> you know? Um, but so one of my kids has, and I hate this language, but she has, um, I think they call it like sensory processing disorder or some bullshit. Oh, yes. The idea is basically that she's really highly sensitive. And yep. you know how a lot of people when they hear someone, oh, well, I'm sensitive too. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, we're yes. all on the spectrum. No, you're not. Like yeah. there, it actually is a real thing. The oldest was diagnosed with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. that's she right. Was we talked about like, it. Uh, touching things, and she's yes. very emotional, and she's always putting like, um, uh, like whatever she has in her hand, she'll just start chewing on it. Chewing on it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. like all things, the way I see it is, is it's both a strength and an asset. I mean, it's both a strength and a liability because yeah. when you're highly sensitive, say in my daughter's case, school is an absolute nightmare because the lights are not just bright; they're piercing her eyes. 
uh, you know, the yeah. sounds that are you can't hear the teacher. Yeah. When you're hearing, she can hear, you know, an air conditioner being put on three streets away. Wow. She will not be able to. She can't go into our kitchen. She's and a superhero. I am fastidiously clean, yeah. but she can't go in there because she can smell the bin. Wow. So yeah, when some not, kid not that level. opens her... D- a different kind, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I mean, different levels different of Different levels, of, yeah, yeah. But for Belle, it's like a kid opens their lunchbox and she can't think. Wow. Because the, it's so smelly that right. she can't bear it. So that's just one of the things that the, the book is about. But it's relevant to all of those kinds of things where you go, this is also an amazing asset. Like it is a superhero yeah, kind of thing. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It is like, like a... Like a career in like wine. Like, you know, be a master of wine. Like well, a sommelier. Well, think in evolutionary terms. Yeah. Like you actually need a group of people in your pack who sense danger before it's coming. Yeah. As an example. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. She's that person. Yeah, wow. But that That's means great. that the world that we live in is very hard for her Fuck. because she's very beautiful, big heart, but it's a very soft heart. Yeah. You know? And the world's hard. Yeah, the world yeah. is hard. And it's hard on people that are different. Absolutely. There, yeah. there was a great story I heard growing up where there was a, a whole colony of ants who all had five legs and then one ant was born with six legs and could do more than all the ants with five legs. So the ants with five legs killed the ant with six legs. Yes. <laughs> Fuck and, you. And it's a bit like that, isn't yeah. it? I yeah. mean, it's the same, you know, a, a good friend of mine, Heidi Everett, her name is, who is um, in old language, uh, she calls herself Aspie, so she has Asperger's yeah. and she's also uh, lived with schizophrenia her whole life and I interviewed her about that and what it's like because she's a brilliant artist and listening to her describe how she sees the world, like it, it's honestly like you're in the presence of greatness, you know, yeah, like wow. it's kind of, it's a, it's a peek into something that I will never have access to. So I see it as an incredible gift, but at the same time, a very, very hard way to live. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're talking psych ward kind of yeah, hard right. way. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. You know, so... And is that because as, as a world, as a society, it's easier for us to administer medications and um, institutionalise those people than to change the way that we are operating? Well, absolutely. And it's easier for us them. to um, pathologise difference. Yeah. It just as one tiny example, say with kids who are autistic, for example, I mean, they're all different, but a lot of kids with autism can do whatever they're asked to do if they're given the time and conditions to do it. Right. So let's say they're given a quiet classroom yep. that's not lightly, you know, brightly lit and yep. it's relatively quiet and the temperature's okay and they don't say, right, it's 15 minutes till bell, so you've got to do this spelling test. They'll yep. get so overwhelmed. Yep. that they won't be able to do anything and they then people write them, like them off as stupid. explicit instructions kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, wow. Or they'll take... That's, that's the other thing I find fascinating, the taking things literally. Yes. So I sent um, the drafts of my book to Heidi, for example, and one of the things I'd written was um, some kids like to be alone and some run with the pack. And she emailed me back and she said, do you mean a pack of cards? <laughs> so in her mind she saw a pack of cards and she's like that's really scary ah. like she can see packs of like the cards literally wow. flipping out of the the deck yeah 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 and i'm like okay so that could really scare an autistic kid 
So idioms and metaphor and things like that are out the door. Are kind of out the door, or you have to be careful. She also suggested and having. How much do we use metaphor in the English all language? All the time. Like it's relentless. Everyone's always using metaphors. Well, I said some, there was another one that was something like um, pump up the jam. I'm like trying to describe a kid who's, you know, quirky. Yeah. And they like to pump up the jam. <laughs> She's like, I see an AK-47 with jam coming out of it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That is not what I saw. Okay. No, I, thought, I was trying to think of like a literal thing and I thought like of a bike pump. Bike pump, pump. Yes. pumping the jam up. Pumping jam. jam up. So, I mean, some of those she suggested having a, um, which is a really interesting idea, an autism dictionary or a glossary. Wow. So, because the kids do have to, to some, like she can work it out because yeah. she's 46 and she lives in the world. Yeah. But she's like, it takes a lot of mental effort for me to work out. And some of the kids won't be able to work it out. Because they don't have that life experience. Yeah. Yet. So, have a, a little dictionary going, pump up the jam means someone yeah. who dresses in a way that other people don't. Is that what it means? Or whatever, pump you know, in that particular it context. It could mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. I'm pump going the with the bike pump and the yeah. jam. Yeah. <laughs> Just pump up the jam, <laughs> mate. Pump it up. Yeah. Why isn't the jam pumped? <laughs> Bloody jam's flat. I just flat. jam donut, but, you know, that's me. Pump but the, the point donut. is when I looked around for um, books for, for kids who were neurodiverse, a lot, from my point of view, a lot of them are very negative. So it's very disorder focused. Like it's... Okay. You know, you're different from the other kids, but that's all. You just be yourself and mum and dad might be sad and stressed, but it's okay. And I'm thinking, oh, my Fuck God. Like, I love I how you're slamming these other books. Fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking tearing the shit out of them. Oh, these other people are shit. I'll show them the way, yes. this guiding light. Oh, you know what? I mean, I haven't seen all of them, clearly. I think we might have pumped your tyres up too much, Nelly. The, way, the ones I have seen, I'm just like, you're writing it as an adult. Like, you've got to get in the yeah. kid's head. Yeah, and go, of course. imagine even a kid that wasn't having those sort of challenges, hearing mum and dad get sad sometimes because I'm difficult. Yeah. Like, I just find that's heartbreaking yeah. to me. But yeah. then also, you know? I think it's good to, uh, for me personally, show my kids that sometimes dad gets a bit sad or sometimes totally. dad gets a bit angry yeah. or sometimes, you know, dad's a bit but silly. But it's not the kid's fault. No. That's my thing. It's not yes. about the, the dad not having emotions, but it's like going, so you've got autism yeah. and that's making mummy sad. No, you know what uh, I mean? Like, not right. No. No. Because I, I had that moment almost daily, definitely weekly, where I will react to something, get cranky and yes. then have to go back and go, listen, I don't like your behaviour in that yeah. moment, but you're not uh, responsible for my emotions. No, that, that shit's on me. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and you. I think you're very good at doing that, and I think that's actually a really, that's something that we all, none of us do that perfectly, but I think that's an amazing thing that a lot of modern parents do. Yes, they, they do. will be able to go. Actually, that that's on me. I yeah. got that wrong. But then I'd, on on the same subject of modern parenting, listening to you talking about the right words to say and all of that, and yeah. the, and and how diverse children are, it gets really exhausting mm. to keep up with it mm. on a day to day. Things have got to get done in the house. I've got two very unique children myself mm. that have their own unique problems. And some days it's like, I don't give a fuck about your problem. I need you to get ready. I need mm. you to do what I've asked. Whereas I know you were saying to me um, something about putting labels on, on yes. kids' boxes yeah. has, has been such a help. Yeah. And I went, yes, that yes. will be such a help. So I actually spent 
almost 24 hours in uh, Leonard's room before he came back. Oh, did it work? And I've well, so I've cleaned it all up. I've put all thing. I've made sure there's drawers and boxes and sections. Yeah. And then we have started the talking process. Yeah. About what labels to put on so that he's Fantastic. part of that. And, and he's part of it. And already, do you know what he's talking about, Wade? No. So I had basically little Belle. So she was in prep last year. She's in grade one this year. You know, she has a really hard time at school. One of the things she has a, lo- a big trouble with is getting dressed yeah. in the morning and it really stresses her. And I thought it was because she dresses, quote, in inverted commas, like a boy. And yeah. I thought she was getting stressed about that. But I worked out she actually, she's not reading yet and she finds a lack of order really upsetting. And, of course, her room was messy and things were in different places. She didn't know where her clothes were. Oh. So once I had had this tip from a from a website to put you know on the drawer not just write t-shirt but a picture of t-shirts on yeah. another drawer here's your pants and a picture of pants and then cleaned out the whole yeah. thing sorted it out culled any clothes that didn't fit yeah you know just every just really neat the condo yes. kind of scenario so it really brought an, a system to the oh my god every single day now she just goes up gets yeah, her stuff because and she puts knows it on. what to do. Yeah, it's it's like out. miraculous. If you've been battling, yep. which we have for six years, every single day to get her dressed, and I'm pretty calm, yep. but the stress. Yeah. Just to take that one thing out and go, yeah, and it's good for her. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I've noticed the difference in three days for, yeah. for Leah. It's, it's gone um, from uh, like the room won't stay clean for even a half mm. an hour, an hour. It's just chaos because he's walking around the room trying, trying to, to find, find his stuff. stuff. Yep. Whereas now that there's the stuff, yep. it's all got its own special place. So yep. I know where that is. And it's also heaps easier to put it back in that place that you got it Absol- from. And they kind of want, she wants to do that. Yeah. Even with her books, we've gone like all of you and Terry Denton books are here in this place. And that's the special place. Yeah. All of you, she loves <laughs> fishing and geography books. Great. So she's got the Australian <laughs> Fisherman's Guide, for example. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Fine book for any young earnest reader. <laughs> <laughs> That's been her favourite since she was two. <laughs> and that is her favourite. She's normal. Book. Like, completely. completely. Oh, look, I'm going to tell you any child that's six, <laughs> whose favourite book is the Australian Fishing Journal. <laughs> Bit kooky. How amazing is that? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, though. She's going to, like, invent, you know. A better solar panel or something like. There's gonna she's gonna invent something. And there's none of no us way of. either you or your partner brought that book into the house. Do you Neither know of what? You are fisher, uh, fisher no, people? no, I've never even been fishing. Yeah, I think she picked it up at an op shop, and she went. And oh yeah, this is this it. is mine. Yep. And uh, so that is literally on her bed head for her three favourite books that no one's allowed to touch. That's the one. What there. are the other two? Um, the other one is a, a thousand facts. Ah, oh, I used to love those books. You know, one of I was those mad ones. for yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, random facts. And yeah. then the other one is the 1997 Guinness Book of World Records. Loved that one as well. Oh yeah, Leah loves yeah. that. Loved the Guinness yeah. Book of Records. Yeah, she loves an argument. <laughs> you know, just, like those kind of factual books. Yes. Well, I think you'll find. <laughs> you'll find that the brown trout has grown up in Lake Mildura, mate. <laughs> is there a Lake Mildura? I don't think don't so. Mildura. Uh, it's she on the river. On the, uh, it's on a river. And yeah. River Mildura. I think Belle needs to be on the Murray-Darling Basin Committee. Yeah, well, let's yeah. sort them right it? out. Yeah. But the, the point is this kind of, and it's very unhippy, but this kind of rigidity and order and systems, especially visual systems for yep. kids who are on the spectrum or who have, you know, neuro, they're not neurotypical, is really helpful. 
because it's not just about control and trying to keep their room clean. It's actually giving them another language to go, oh, now I can be calm because I know where the things that I love are. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. I know where my undies are and I know where my shoes go and, you know, everything's got a place only in her room. Yeah. Like we haven't labelled the whole house. No. But just to give her that peace. I think that's been a huge challenge for Leo because he goes from one house back to another. Yeah, that's it. And needs to know where his stuff is. Yeah. Like yeah. He dropped over while he was at his mum's. Just He just needed a cuddle from dad. I was Aww. like, come over, mate. This is your house. You're allowed Less. here anytime yeah. you want. And he went inside and, and realised he did want to cuddle from me, but he also wanted to do something that he didn't want his mum to know about and he didn't want me to know about. Mm. And he was bringing money from his money box at his other house and putting it into his money box at our house Aww. because he'd done the maths for the thing he wanted. He needed both and you're of money. outed him. And I, and I was like, what's that? And then he's, when he got back to the car, his mum goes, where's the money? And this meltdown was right. sort of ensuing. And I was like, because he doesn't, to use a word that you've taught me, didn't have agency over his own Yeah, over his own stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, It's my stuff. And you think it's not important, but I mean, there's one of those funny memes that was going around, you know, over Christmas of, I don't know if either of you saw it, but... You know, it's like something along the lines of, oh, my God, I can't believe you want to sit all day and watch other people playing games on YouTube, says the parent who's going to watch HGTV and watch other people buy houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's me. You know what I mean? Like, we're all idiots and we all are attached to our stuff. And if I went to my purse and I couldn't find my money, I'd have a meltdown. Absolutely. So why wouldn't Leo? Yeah. Totally. And if somebody so, started questioning you about where you're putting yes. that money, you're like, that's my fucking money. That's like, what you what, told what me it was mine. Care? Like, yeah. what business yeah. is it of yours now? Yeah. Although I did find the girls the other day emptying out their money boxes onto the trampoline and money was just like flying <laughs> around everywhere. <laughs> like, they just put all these, uh, like, uh, coins, like, among and the, like, the tan bark underneath and these notes are flapping around in the wind. I'm like, motherfuck, one, where did you get the notes from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little in the old back pocket there, a little dad tax. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then I was like, what are you doing? That's money. And they're like, but it's ours, it's ours. And then I had to explain that money isn't just a normal toy. Mm. And then you, that is a little more valuable. Can you please? And that's a really hard thing to teach. Yeah. To to actually give value to it and also teach them not to be a slave to it at the same time. And the concept of money, like you forget, it's completely abstract and made up. Like Belle said to me, we were at, you know, Northlands. Oh, my God. The other uh, shopping centre. And I had... Shout out to oh Northlands. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I get on board at the ground level, Northlands. <laughs> <laughs> I have for once in my life had cash. Great mirror store at Northlands. Buy all your mirrors. to the mirror <laughs> scenario. I don't know if you're up on the podcast at the moment, Nelly. It sounds rude. It's pretty <laughs> rude. Yeah. <laughs> Are there testicles You've got a Rebel Sports there as well for your other needs. (laughs) (laughs) We go Sugar Station Hoyts, that's it. Sorry, you're in New Orleans. I handed over cash and the the woman gave me back cash and Belle's like, why is she giving you money? And I said, well, because I gave her, you know, $20 and it would only cost $3, so she's giving me $17 back. So people give you money when you go to shops. And I said, no, no, they don't give you money when you go to shops. It was more than, you know, I'm trying to yeah. explain it. <laughs> and she literally, off she goes, the races. She has now decided when she gets older, she's her job is going to be going into shops and getting money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a good her, job. <laughs> Man, job. when I was younger, I couldn't understand why I would go to the shop for my parents and they give me like uh, $2 and go get us some bread and milk. And I go down and get the bread and the milk and then they give me some money back. And I'm like, yeah. they gave you money. 
Why are you giving me, like I gave you one note and you're giving me like five coins. That's this is right. Unbelievable. Because I couldn't understand. You're giving yes. me more back. I know the value. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll take and that. And it's Thank actually incredibly hard to explain. Yeah. You know, when you, like you can explain it, you forget. Again, it's such a conceptual thing that you take for granted your grasp of it. Yes. But you, I've given you one thing and you gave me five back. Yeah. And there's notes and there's coins and the coin's gold. So that yeah. must be worth yes. more than the note. And the, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. It actually costs more to make the coin than it does the note. Does it? Yeah. Of it's course all, it It's would. almost not worth making coins. There you go. They stop making... I don't know why they still do five cent coins. They drop um, them in New Zealand. I reckon they just drop everything under 50 cents. Get rid of oh, yeah, we'll be cashless eventually. We're already yeah. on the way. We'll have chips to a cashless in the arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that oh, sort yeah. Of that's terrifying. Mark of the beast. Can I come back to the subject? Yes, come, come back the to the subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm interested in this Mark of the Beast business. <laughs> I think Harley's got something to no, say. Have you, have you heard of the Bible? I, <laughs> I watched a season of Westworld and ended up rocking. Oh, like, I loved Westworld. Man, like, so that is, great. That is I'm a so dystopian future. Is this a reality TV show? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was reality it's TV. It's going to be your reality. <laughs> oh, is it? Into it. <laughs> so let me throw this out there because I know at heart you two are just hippie feel good softies yes um Uh i've been learning Uh in my research for this book and i'm going to apply it but i haven't done it yet about the idea of we're all familiar with time out as a punishment concept you sent me a text message saying ask me remind you which you didn't (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i have to do fucking everything (laughs) welcome to our podcast i've started calling the time out chair the thinking chair well, okay, so along those lines, there's a, a, a brand, I think it's new, concept of time in. And the idea is that you make literally a corner. I'm not sure why it's a corner. I guess it's about being feeling safe. But you make a corner that's really appealing yeah. to a kid. So, you know, cushions and pictures and whatever. Yeah. On the wall, you have things like a motion chart. You know, like I've got, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry or whatever. But you also have, and you do these with the kids before you put them up, they're soothing strategies. So you might have, for example, say Belle, for example, she would want to have a bath or she would want to hold a particular toy or they might like to have a particular book read to them. And before the meltdown, so when Leo's at the point where you can see, oh, you know, mum's going to take my money or I'm in trouble or whatever it is, before that happens, you go, hey, I think you might need to have your soothing time time in and then let's work it out. That and is really good. And I thought, bloody hell, that's a good... Rather than a punishment thing, to yeah. go, yes, I will sit with you for a couple of minutes. I can't sit here for half an hour, but I will sit with you for a couple we of minutes. We put and do the that. girls' thinking chair out on the road. And so this car's just like whizzing by. <laughs> so I'll have like them just sitting on the road. And I'm like, have you thought about what you've done? Two minutes. And they're right in the middle and that tram's coming down and you know it's not going to stop. And then they're like, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that's how you do your parenting. No, that's good. You can and strap them to the But I the think tram. sometimes it's good that they know that they're in trouble because they've been an arsehole. No, but that's different. This is about um, warding off oh, okay. a meltdown. Getting yes, it before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. It's okay, about so. understanding yes. that a tantrum is communication. Yeah. So it's not about, you know, one of the girls hitting the other and going, that's mine. Like, yes. you know, yeah. that's, it's not about that. It's about seeing... Okay, Leo really doesn't know what to do yeah. because he doesn't want mum to know, he doesn't want dad to know, but he knows it's his mate. He's going to get overwhelmed. His wheels are going to spin. It's too big for him. Okay, yeah, yeah. You I'm know? on board. Or the, one of the kids didn't sleep well because it's 75 degrees yeah. Yeah. and they're about to have, well, what, what could we do? 
Yeah. You know, before they're quote unquote naughty. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like I'm going to do that. Finding I'm going to do up. it for me. Yeah, I, that, Normally, I was thinking about me. If I'm the kids, I need a time in corner. <laughs> I want it like a chair to go, you know, when you get into that point where you think, I'm going to lose it. Like, I'm actually going to lo- go and s- just, I'm going to go and sit in my chair. I think that would for work for minutes. my oldest kid, but not my youngest kid. She just yeah. does what she wants. Yeah. And she just too young at the moment. She's too young at the moment. How old is she again? She's three in March. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, a bit too young. Like, she doesn't really understand the concept. So, what I try to do now is when I see her throw a tantrum, as I come and get her, and then generally she just wants to cuddle. She'll yeah. just run away, hide in like a little nook, and she will uh, just have her head in the ground, and she'll just be crying and crying. And yeah. then you're like, she's just like, cuddle, cuddle. But she might yeah, be able to point, yeah, let's yeah. say you had a corner, theoretically, yes. she might be able to point at the picture that says she's sad and the picture that has you cuddling her. Yeah. Rather than trying, because again, imagine trying to find language at that age Absolutely. or at any yeah. child's yeah. age and articulate how you feel. You get even more frustrated and then yeah. you are going to, how do you communicate? Then you hit, yes. you yell, yep. you know, you scratch, you hit well, yourself exactly what, or whatever. Yeah, well, it's exactly what Walter's doing um, because he's not, he's just about to turn two mm. because how else does he communicate yeah. with the world? Yeah. But when that, so that behaviour is tolerated in, in Walter because mm. you're like, yes, you're a toddler yeah. and you can't communicate because your words aren't in yet. But when that behaviour happens in Leonard, it's mm. not tolerated mm. because he's eight and a half. Mm. But, yeah. and, and Hannah and I have spoken about this recently. That's not fair. No, he's still a kid. He's still a child. Yeah, he yeah. is. And, yeah. and while we expect more of yes. him and rightly um, so rightly yeah. so because yeah. you want them to advance but not too yeah. much more not too much more yeah. and also you've got to take into account circumstances like you said which is no you know this, it's no um, guilt trip but he's in two houses that's hard it's really difficult like so acknowledge hard. that yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yes you do maybe give him a little bit more leeway yeah. than you would if he lived in your house 100% of the absolutely. time absolutely so my oldest daughter Rose for example I mean she's 11 and a half nearly 12 she, we let her get away with a little bit more than we would because she has chronic fatigue. Yeah. And chronic fatigue makes you, unsurprisingly, tired yeah, and yeah. emotional. Yeah. And I have and to remember... And she's a preteen, for fuck's sake. She's a preteen, yeah. hormonal. Oh, Jesus. Like, what know? a thing there. Oh, my God. It's full on. How are you doing... Um, we can talk... Because I don't think you've talked about the chronic t- fatigue on the podcast before. No, because I'd never... I'm very careful with her privacy. Like, I hate... Of course. You know when people kind of just talk about their kids' illnesses and yeah. you sort of go, oh, I don't know. I figured she last... December I got asked to go on ABC and talk about it and so I had to talk to her and just said how would you feel if I was on the radio talking about it and bless her she said I think it would be very helpful for the other kids to hear come on so you're you're making us look shit mate (laughs) (laughs) but but aside from the chronic fatigue how are you doing with the fact that you are on the precipice of teenage life now, the, um, I, mm. I pulled out of... Um, <laughs> oh, come on, Maybe Wayne. you should have. Maybe you should have. <laughs> I, uh, and I've been rethinking this recently, but basically I sent you a message maybe uh, a year ago saying I don't think that I should do No Means No at this, ca- at this stage, which was the show we did uh, about consent. Um, for and teenagers. And safe sex for teenagers. Because I, I felt like I was trotting out material at that point on stage that I didn't want teenagers to see and go, but he yeah. says this. Yeah. He's also yeah, yeah, out doing MDMA and falling over and breaking his arm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I I really struggled with the teenage boys mm. because I was looking at my future 
of yes. having a teenage boy in the audience, and they're obnoxious little shits. And there's some that would yell out absolutely atrocious, atrocious things. shit. Yeah. Some of the worst yeah. stuff I've ever had yelled out at me. Yeah, I remember being a teenage boy and just saying like I wouldn't have yelled it out, but I'd be saying it to my friend beside me and just be like trying to yeah. outdo each other with the worst oh, thing that ki- you could possibly worst. say. The worst kids would yell out rape her and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, no, that's, well, the, we that's the worst uh, case scenario. It but, was a, but still, one particularly bad yeah, show that that yeah, happened at. Yeah. Um, and they were they were very naive, stupid little boys, you know, around the age of sixteen that yeah. were trying to get a rise, and so they would. The show was about consent, so of course that's what they were mm. yelling out because they yeah. were just trying to have a go. But that's where it all starts. And but it, and I also, it, yeah. just as a side note to that, I do think for anyone who's having those con- kinds of conversations, sometimes boys are stupid. Yes, um, you two included. <laughs> and I do think that sometimes, if you let's say you start talking about those things. And they start going, oh, are you allowed to fuck chickens? You could be dealing with a kid who's been abused. Yes. Uh, you could be dealing with a kid who's had a sexual experience that they found really traumatic. And that that is a lot of boys deal with trauma by taking the piss. Because yeah. they are terrified that someone's going to go, did something happen to you? That yeah. no one knows yes. about. Yeah. And so it's easier to yell out, rape her. And yeah. can you fuck chickens? Than actually face the fact that we're talking about um, sexual assault and your trauma and your trauma yes. and consent or your mum's trauma or your dad's or like it could yeah. actually there could be domestic violence yeah you know so I always yes you, I wouldn't tolerate it in the shows and we would deal with it yeah but I don't necessarily read it as them just being little shits or writing them off and you don't just or write them, them off, off. Yeah. Wow. sometimes so you really give them like the um, benefit of the doubt. I, I do. Well, we were there to yeah, educate them, so change nice. them, not I to do. just go, well, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. And the, the do you, like when you do that, though, you're getting like super frustrated and trying to maintain your composure or you just No, naturally? I do a bit. Of, I get a bit matronly. Like I'll, <laughs> a couple of shows I had to come out and I would go, oi, if this doesn't stop, we'll be stopping the show and I'll be leaving. Yeah. You know, like you get a bit teachery. Yeah. And I didn't never like to do that, but I would just have to. And then usually, <laughs> unless they were, which is very interesting, the only time that didn't work was at a very elite private school in Canberra. Because mm. those boys aren't scared of their no. mum. They're not scared of anything. Yeah. Working no. class no, boys no, are scared, scared of their mum. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they yeah. yell out, and then someone challenges them, and they go, oh, sorry, me, sorry. Sorry, yeah. mum. You know, and they come up after and they have a chat. Yeah, yes. You know, it's a very different thing. But same with a kid throwing a tantrum. Like, I, I'm very big on manners, and we're quite strict parents, in fact, compared to the other parents I know. But I do think tantrum is trying to tell you something. They are trying, no different to a boy yelling out, ah, oh, pig just fucking. trying to express their They're emotions They're trying to tell you something that they can't articulate. Oh. So yeah. try and look at it that way instead of, oh, you're just a little cunt. Yeah. So, because occasionally that is how I've looked at it. Oh, me too. You know, occasionally I've just gone, oh, man, you're just doing this for attention. I don't have time right yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. because you're exhausted yourself. Yeah, yeah. and you're, you're tired human. and spent. Yeah. And you need your little bloody time out corner. <laughs> Wade needs a little time in. <laughs> Four little time in corners in the house. <laughs> Everyone's, Everyone's on their, their own, own little time and in corners. And yours would have a little home brew kit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a shishka pipe. That's Harley's just time like out A little corner. mirror room. <laughs> <laughs> just wanking from all angles. Oh, for the technique saying. though, Harley. For the technique. You're not doing it for the kink. Oh, by the way, to answer the question, Online, we will at some stage be giving a step by step guide on how to shave your anus. But back to your teenage daughter. Oh, um, oh. oh do you want to hear an interesting yes. um, side note about yes. we went to Japan? 
oh. um, just before Christmas. Wait and Claire and the Where girls are going. In April. Oh, I'm Cannot I've been wait. sending your wife mad tips. And one of the things that I loved the most about it was the onsen, which is the public bathhouse. Yes. I'm and not a fan of the onsen. Oh my god, I Don't couldn't like have loved it, it more. Um, is it segregated, girls and boys? Girls and boys seg- yes. segregated. But the thing I found interesting, I literally went six or seven times because I loved it so much. Really? This one place. And I was the only Westerner in there most of the time. And, of course, it's not usual for us to be in the nude with other people culturally. Yes, no. But within about ten minutes I was completely relaxed and fine and no one seemed to give a shit. You yeah. know, yeah. it was completely whatever. But one day another Westerner came in. This woman came in. And she clearly, you know, she had white skin and blonde hair and she had a waxed box. (laughs) (laughs) And oh my God, did it cause a stir? (laughs) Literally see all these other women in the eyes. I'm not going to imitate a Japanese accent because that's racist. But I can't understand what they're saying. Wait, no, we're just going. You're about to do it. And if you send me that text later, can you edit that bit out? No fucking chance. (laughs) (laughs) Stay in. But seriously, the the hoo-ha. That it caused. <laughs> but what about the chatter? <laughs> <laughs> Enough about the hoo-ha. <laughs> but bless her, and I know you're a fan of the, the oh, wax. Oh, yeah. She was waxed from arsehole to breakfast and <laughs> everyone in there, because culturally I'm assuming, because I saw no one else. Not as popular. Who was, and that it, and shall we say. Trimmed. Bare. Bare. Completely yeah. bare. Which is nothing um, wrong with it. You do what you please. Do what you please. That's what your I'm a big fan of, by the way. I'm yeah. just do saying what you do as you please. Yeah. But culturally, I don't know if they don't have porn in Japan. I don't know what's going on. But there were no women with complete, who were completely waxed. <laughs> so when she walked in, it was like... I can't even describe what it would be. It was like Mickey Mouse had walked in. Like that's how much. <laughs> like a celebrity for like Jonah. <laughs> Actually, unless she was a celebrity, that's the other thing. I've assumed oh. it was about her badge. That's right. Or maybe been. she was a celebrity. Uh, Nicole Kidman like might have looked in. Uh, no judgment. Maybe it was yeah. Keith Urban. Look like one. <laughs> <laughs> vagina looked like one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm interested uh, to know. You, I, I'm sure I know the answer already. But how? You, if you're feeling daunted about your child becoming oh, a teenage the teenager. girl. Um, to be perfectly honest, I'm not. But the reason is not because I've done no means no and all that sort of stuff. It's It's because... You know that Pinky McKay is quite a well-known... Seriously, enough about the vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Pinky McKay. No, that was about your anus. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Sir John Braun. Anyway. That's Charlie Brown. Oh, oh dear. So she's an author on parenting and stuff. And she basically says, look, if you don't avoid chatting to your kids a lot when they're little so when they do come to you and go but dad i don't understand why you get money back at the shop yeah. Yeah. so if you have those conversations then when you get to the conversation of well what do you do when a boy asks you to give him a head job and you don't want to yeah then that conversation is not as difficult if you've had conversations all the way all the through. way through, all the way through. Yeah, yeah. sexual always- or otherwise yeah, I guess because if you're always talking to your kid, you've got that relationship. And you're, it's not ju- you're just getting better and better and better as they get you're older getting, and older and, and older. And you understand their limits. Yes. So Rose, for example, is not the kind of kid that you offload the whole conversation about sex and bodies and whatever in one go. Yeah. That d- it just wouldn't work. Some kids that works for. Yeah. With her, it's more like, you know, oh, hey, did you know this happens? Yeah. And what have you heard about this? And then... 
get a sense of where that's going, then leave it and return to it another time. And, you know, I heard someone say this. Like, I'm a big one on and using... And so you, like, instigate these kind of conversations. Yeah, but teaching... You know, this is very wanky, but it's called teaching opportunities. So if you're watching a TV show together or a friend, something happens to a friend or it's whatever... like Sam Destiari. Like Sam Dastiari, <laughs> and you go, look, Sam's got a wax date. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Datiari. <laughs> well, I had it the other day. Leonard asked me, um, just point blank, how do you make babies? And I was actually quite confused because I was sure that he knew. knew. Because yeah. he always says the sperm goes in the egg. Like I'm like, you know. Yeah. And I said, the, sp- the sperm from, from a man goes into the egg and into a woman. Mm. He's like, yeah, yeah, but how do you get it in there? I'm like, oh, we're there. Uh, all right. Mm. Um, so and we were just walking say? along. I was like, look, there's many different ways that you can do it. Um, mm. There's a there's a biological way, which I would say probably the most people do it, which is the penis goes into the vagina and the and how sperm comes out that? the end of the penis and then it goes up and it goes into the egg. And he was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> as I would do that. And also, as I was saying it, I was like, I am sure I've already said this. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely. Maybe and, you had, But then his reaction was ready. like, no, no, I haven't said that before. This is the first time yeah. this guy's hearing it. And he went, what? And I went, yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. There's other ways that other people um, choose to do it. He goes, is that what you did with henna? <laughs> and I went, yes, as a matter of fact, that is. Yeah. That's, how, that's mm. how Walter was made. He goes, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> just in his head, so inefficient. But that was, you know, it was just simple. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, what else can you say? It's totally. There's no point fucking around. I remember there was a girl um, around the same age as me uh, who didn't for years, maybe this actually comes from you as a story, who was told that uh, when she went to school, uh, her mum told her uh, that how you make babies was um, getting poked in the belly button. Oh, wrong hole, Phil. No. Oh, you've told me this is yes. not mine. Yeah. I'm sure it was a friend I grew up with within the, within the church community because they were all such sexual Puritans. Mm. Um, don't have sex and don't talk about it. Well, that'll go well. Um, the how Catholic do they virgins know? Yeah. <laughs> from last episode. And so when she went to school, was told that you get a baby because you get poked in the belly button. A boy poked her in the belly button and oh. she just went screaming home crying. Yeah. And her mum was like, what's wrong? She goes, I'm pregnant. What the? Mm. How are you pregnant? Well, a boy poked me in the belly, belly button. Belly button. Yeah. That's more, in my opinion, that's more detrimental than of just going... Of course one, How does I she know not to have sex if she doesn't know what sex is? Well, yes. that's how right. does she know like, to avoid like, that because if that's not what she's looking for? Because you assume that humans are born dirty. Yes. That's how. You assume yes. you're projecting adult stuff yes. onto... I mean, we had a, a kid at one of the shows, obviously I won't mention where, but she came up to me after... It was No Man's No Show or Condom Dialogues and she said, um, do you know where I can get a wheelchair from? Which, you know, obviously is a very unusual question. I said, why do you want to know? And she said, I I didn't want to have sex with my boyfriend. So I had anal sex with him. Oh. And I told my mum because it hurt. And she said, that's how people become paraplegics. What? And this poor girl seriously thought that she had two more weeks. That's what her mum told her. She had wow. two weeks before she wouldn't be able to walk. Did you correct her? Yes, I did. And I went and got the nurse and we had a chat to her. But she was shaking. Oh, my God. But obviously... It's an increasing problem. It was a problem... um, When did we start that show? Well, that was 15 years years ago. ago Probably 15 could have been, yeah. Um, And and then did it for about nine years. And it's got worse since Mm. then. 
the the influence of pornography on children mm. has got worse and worse. Boys are watching things and, and wanting to recreate it. Girls are watching things and think they're obliged to do it. Mm. Yeah, it's not it's not the right way. But to also the the a you're still fucking trying to scare children, teenagers out of sexual activity. If that worked, the Catholic Church would have scared us all out of wanking. Yes. Yes. And sex prohibition and doesn't work. It, it doesn't. doesn't prohibition work. does not work. All you do is lead to if that girl had had conversations with her mum about sex and consent and all sorts of things. Maybe she would have known to say to the boy, "I don't want to do that." Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you would have actually given her more information. Yeah. So that she knew how to say no. The, the irony. Control of her. Of her own body uh, and what yeah. she wanted to do. And you know? don't put it up there without some real preparation. Oh, what, you need the, it. what a, is Adam Richard say? The courtesy finger. Oh, <laughs> gosh. A little bit even. of ammo. A little bit oh, of um, bucket of lube. Some of your Osmolax that you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Hemorrhoids have cleared up if anyone was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> was Harley's looking to play Black Bear. Why did you get hemorrhoids? Why? Yeah. I, I am genetically predisposed, uh, predisposed <laughs> to them. I've had them for 20 years. That's a great predisposition. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? so it's Some like people it. have blue eyes, Hallie. <laughs> <laughs> the genetic lottery. What did you get? Hemorrhoids. Yeah, but it, have a look at me. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> That's all I got. 15 years ago you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, true. <laughs> uh, also, uh, some other points. Um, I did talk quite in depth about my... Uh, depression and the state I was in oh, the first you? podcast uh, the of the year and the second over um, Christmas or in general yeah yeah in, yeah in general and then over Christmas and I had quite a a, a big bout of it um, which is fine I'm very self aware mm-hmm. and I was just being very open with yep. my best mate and we talked about it and the feedback uh, on our Love socials that. was amazing and wonderful yeah. we had some private messages from people saying that it had spurred them on yep. to go and seek some help which I think is great Hannah and I have had a chat we're going to go see some people just thought Fantastic. Uh, it was wonderful to hear from people as well. It was know, really, really and I'm fine. I'm fine. So stop fucking saying you're worried about me. <laughs> no, no. I don't, don't need your help. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm a man. He's doing it for attention. Do not stop saying, do you need help? No, I, I agree. Um, and you can just live with it. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's amazing that more of us, myself included, you too, lots of people are talking about mental health struggles. But I do particularly think it's amazing for men to be having the conversation because it's seen as quite emasculating. Yes, it to is. To say that, you know, I need help. And that's one of the, going full circle back to Dastiari, yep. actually why I loved it, just to see um, a man who is clearly suffering something yep. and, yep. you know, some of it's from his own um, actions and, yes. and fair enough, he's got to live with Doesn't that. Doesn't mean he's not suffering. Doesn't mean yep. he's not suffering and it's, it's not good to see him talk like about people it. People will think it's imaginary. They'll think they're like, oh, yeah. it's all in your head or you're doing it for attention. Yeah, so it's like, in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally <laughs> in my head. Oh, it's all in your head. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, yeah. we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. guess what the biggest killer of men under 45 in Australia is? Suicide. It's suicide. Yeah. So to hear men and, um, you know, it's great footballers, you know, a whole range of politicians, comedians, it's really good to hear men talking about it and to go, not only do I suffer depression, but I get help for it. And you know, it is treatable. It is treatable. You can live with it, like any yeah. other sickness and illness yeah. or whatever you've got. You, it's fine. You just mm. find ways to manage it. I, 
Um, I'm not in support of the fact that I haven't gone to a professional in my life, but I'm fortunate within that, and I will, and we're making plans to do that. I'm also very fortunate that I have a great family network and a great friend network mm. that, that I can open up to and share the stuff with. Yep. So it's not that I'm not talking about it. I'm just at the stage now where I'm like, okay, I might need to go. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, great, I, you do. A, a great man story about going to see a counsellor. So someone w- that we all know, and um, I won't name him obviously, but he went and saw a counsellor suffering really severe depression. I would say life-threatening depression. And we finally convinced him to go and see someone. <laughs> and he said, I'm not fucking going again. And I was like, why? Like, what happened? He's like, she wanted me to talk about my childhood. Now, let's assume this person's a butcher because I don't want to identify yeah. them, but... I said, that would be like if she came in here and said, no, 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 don't cut the cow up that way. This is how you do a sirloin. And that that, that would be the equivalent. Like, of course she wants you to talk about a child. You're not a fucking professional psychotherapist. That's where it started, mate. That's where it started, (laughs) mate. And the fact that you're uncomfortable is part of it. Yes. You know, like you have to, on some degree, you don't have to give over all your power, but you have to trust that she knows what she's doing. I'll, I will tell you one of the main... There's, there's two main reasons I haven't been. One, my dad was a therapist. Mm. And so I, I felt like um, in my childhood he was giving time to other people. Yes. And I don't want to take that time from somebody. It's, it's, it's irrational. Mm. Oh, man, that goes deep. It mm. does go deep. I've already mm. I've been open with my dad about yeah. that. Um, but, and, and once again, I'm very self-aware, so I know that that's one reason. And the other reason is I feel guilt... Um, spending time on myself like that mm. when I've got a family to care for. I can't go off for mm. an hour to go and tell somebody about my childhood and have a cry when on a couch. I've got shit to do. When the but best thing for your family is you looking after the, yourself. And exactly. I think, and you know this already, but because I've been in therapy since I was 22. Yep. And I need to be in therapy to survive. Yep. That's, you know, simple as that. And certainly to be a good mum, or good as I can be. <laughs> um, but I reckon the way I try and think about that, if I had asthma and I needed to go every two weeks um, to buy an asthma puffer and see, you know, give someone give me tips on how to use it or whatever you do when you've got asthma, yes. no one would question it. Not at all. No. Myself included. Yep. Or if I needed physio because I had arthritis. Yes. You know, no or whatever it. it is. That's right. You know, depression, anxiety, other mental health conditions are medical conditions. And going back, it's interesting actually that labelling stuff, yes, it can be very limiting because you you hear the word depression and you have all these preconceived ideas, but it can also be really helpful. I like the label. Yeah. Because I go to myself, you have depression and anxiety. You and need to you know, watch out for it. And these are the things, are the steps that I personally can take That's right. to fix that problem. And well, don't pretend to yourself that you don't have it. I think as far as like, say, Western society has come, like say 100 years ago, the way we treated mental illness, yes. to the way we treat it now, to the way we oh, treat it in 100 better. years. Like yeah. we're just gonna, it's just going to get better and better and better and better, especially for people getting older. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't like now. Can I give you a, a, a Nostradamus prediction? We'll oh, all be dead. I love it. But I 100% believe that we are going to find out at some point that trauma from our parents and generations previous is literally in our cells. They are already discussing that. Hannah's done some reading on that in terms of the trauma of parents is absolutely... Well, this is what they're, they're not proving, proving it, but they're already looking into um, whether that goes into the 
genetic structure of the baby. I hundred percent really? believe yeah. that. Amazing. There's yes, a couple is. of issues that I can't. I mean, it would be give away privacy issues in my own family, but there's a couple of traumatic things that haven't happened to me that that in my lifetime, but that I have such a deep affinity to that cannot be explained any other way than there are cells in my body that remember it. Yeah. Wow. Like I believe it a hundred percent. No proof. It's awesome. No, who needs proof? <laughs> when you've got the internet. <laughs> Just write it up there. You make your own proof. <laughs> Look, somebody wrote it the other day. <laughs> Once again, as always, Nelly Thomas, thank you very thank much. You thank you for having Nelly. me, Rat Pucks. <laughs> Perfect. Dad's.